Hello, my brothers and sisters. I hope you're having a good day. And I believe all is well with you. My meditations for the past three days have been on worship, especially New Testament worship. And how does grace versus works uh, work when you when you look back when you when you consider specifically the act of worship <clears throat> in uh, a previous message I preached I think two weekends ago I was uh, talking at a book launch I referred to it in my last message and I was talking about Mary and Martha and how Mary how Jesus visited them at home and Martha was in the in the kitchen getting some food ready for Jesus instinctively there's an instinctive way that works makes you think about service service is instinctive it's almost mechanical to you you believe in doing something for the Lord. Doing something for the Lord. But this is the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. In the Old Testament, God gave them the law. Thou shalt not do. Thou shalt not do. Thou shalt not do. In the New Testament, God gave us grace. And it changes to, I will do. I will write my laws in your heart. I will work in you both to willing to do of my pleasure. I will offer sacrifices of joy to myself through you by the Holy Spirit. I will assist you to pray. Romans chapter 8 verse 26. The, the emphasis changes. So when it comes to works, acts of service that we do, things that we carry out in the dispensation of grace, we are not doing it for the Lord. We are doing it with the Lord. You get the difference? In that passage of scripture, Jesus came to the house, Martha began to do the obvious things, which is to minister to him, to wait on him, to go and buy seven up down the road, to buy some geisha fish and sardines to make some noodles for him, buy two eggs, all of that. Make sure, because it's the Lord now, he can't just make it anyhow. He can't make it come like Malam makes it. You have to make it specially. So you have to cut vegetables. You know, you have to get some nice spices. Even though nice, the same Indomie, they cook. The same way they, they cook for your brother, I would say, just just knock what ingredient with the other hand and uh, hope that they deal with each other inside the pot and then you put it on the plate the same one but you have to dress it because it's the lord now right sorry i'm only being silly but 
that's works works says what can i do for the lord to please the lord grace says what does the lord want to do in me and with me to please himself because i can't please him but he can please himself through me praise be to jesus so mary martha was doing all of that mary did something else sat at jesus's feet and just began to listen to jesus see it's very insolent of us to think that we can serve without being served by the lord first the lord has to serve you before you serve but that's where i'm concluding let's go to something that happened two chapters down the road in the book of john i think john chapter 12 from verse 1 jesus anointed at bethany six days before the passover note that it's important six days before the passover celebration began jesus arrived in bethany the home of lazarus he had just raised lazarus from the dead from the previous chapter the man he had raised from the dead a dinner was prepared don't check it again a dinner was prepared in jesus's honor she was there martha served and lazarus was among those who ate with him mechanically you will find martha doing the same thing mindlessly always just determining in her heart what she wanted to do for the lord and going ahead to carry it out martha served and Lazarus among those who ate with him the very next verse is then mary took 12 ounce jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nard and she anointed jesus's feet with it wiping his feet with her hair the house was filled with the fragrance wow in the previous place where we saw these two sisters one was cooking the other was listening in this chapter where we see this same wonderful woman one was serving still in the kitchen doing the same thing the other did something strange and unfamiliar and on on unimaginable verse 4 when judas iscariot disciple who would soon betray jesus said that perfume was worth a year's wages it should have been sold and the money given to the poor john added in verse 6 not that he cared for the poor 
he was a thief. And since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often stole some for himself. I don't want to get into this one because, because this, this verse is loaded. This verse is loaded. If I begin to speak about this verse, in verse 6, as it relates to worship and institutional religion, it would, it would, um, it would just make you, it would just make you hate the devil more. <laughs> I'm telling you, the devil is quite smart and very, very capricious. But let's leave that and go to the verse where I am going to end today. Jesus replied, "Leave her alone." Is this statement familiar? Martha came and wanted to drag Mary from the place of intimacy with the Lord. And the Lord told Martha, Martha, leave her alone. Leave her alone. Only one thing is needful. And Mary has chosen that path. And it shall not be taken away from her. The Lord spoke and defended Mary the first time as he is doing again the second time. Mary never had to say a word in the two places. Anybody who is a worshiper, who is a, who works with the Lord deeply at this point will start feeling a, a kind of happiness in their stomach because this is a privilege that God reserves for those who are intimate with him. You will not have to fight. You will not have to defend yourself or avenge yourself. God will be speaking for you. I I am telling you the truth. But that's not even my subject tonight. I wanted to prove tonight or today that True New Testament worship is an inspired thing. The initiative to worship, the power to worship, and the pathway to presenting that worship is strictly by the Holy Spirit. See, it's good and noble to say, God, what can I do for you? But it is far more beneficial and more in line with the spirit of the New Testament to allow God to work in you. Praise be to Jesus. He says, leave her alone. She did this. Mary never said, I'm doing this for this purpose. No, never. No, Mary did not say to Jesus when she was doing it, that, okay, the Lord, I'm going to anoint you with this oil and I'm preparing you for your barrier. No. No. She never said it. But for some reason, Mary's mind and Jesus' mind were one. This is the beauty of New Testament worship. That God will inspire inside you what is pleasing to himself. And as you yield to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will express that praise and that worship in a way that 
is unmistakably accurate, perfect, and acceptable to the Father. Jesus said, she did this. I can tell you why she did it. Because I was the one that gave her the revelation to do it. Because she is intimate with me. When all of you were running around trying to buy groceries on how to please me, she came and sat with me. And she was able to identify the most important thing to me. What was most important in my life? She understood it because she took time to know me not just merely to impress me by doing things that you think I need or that religion has told you I need or that I want and mechanically just giving me that same thing every time you see me you keep giving me the same thing because you assume that's what I want but a truth New Testament worship will be inspired. Inspired utterances. Inspired songs called Song of the Lord. Inspired unction in the spirit. And inspired action in the flesh. If you've ever danced in the spirit, you will know precisely what I'm talking about. I feel the glory of God so strong on me right now. I am telling you, it's like electricity through my whole body. If we learn to make the root of whatever we do for the Lord, intimacy with the Lord, we would see a manifestation of grace so powerful so prevalent so dominating and so loud and liberating if we let god order our steps into praise into worship into reading the word into serving in church into you know into if we let god order the menu write it what he wants everything that we do will refresh us edify us and bring us closer and closer to god's heart intimacy is the root of new testament worship it is not a mindless repetition of mantras and and chants and all of that now it's not new testament worship is different he said it to the woman in spirit and in truth this was needed part of the prophecy the messianic prophecy now the anointing of jesus's feet by mary was prophetic she was able to worship that accurately and that prophetically because he had listened and she had caught the master's heart 
and she and she was ready she was prepared she was inspired to offer that act of service to the lord and she got a commendation so loud so powerful that it's making me feel very jealous praise be to the lord jesus christ let him be the one who serves through you make intimacy with him your priority not serving him no serving him is a response of your heart to having been served by him praise to the lord jesus christ serving him will be a response a spontaneous inspired response like it was with mary after you spent time knowing and understanding the lord i told you god did not downgrade his standards in the new testament no he only provided the means through which those standards could be met by us while still inside this body she did this in preparation for my burial that means that that party was not priority on Jesus's agenda at that time that is how flesh based service always misses the mark all of that fanfare that was happening that day that people threw in his honor was not a priority of his heart do you understand how deep this is that the priority of the lord at that time when it was just a few days six days this was the passover week the week where prophetically jesus at this point had knew knew was going to die all right but but <laughs> it is a week where these sort of things that point towards that death were supposed to be done intimacy with god put you on that prophetic cutting edge where you are offering to god that which he needs in the moment that he needs it but works because you've already fixed your mind i'm just going to be cooking for the law i'm going to be cooking for the law i'm going to be cooking for the law you are not even open to seeing the wonders that are locked up in serving the lord serving the lord in the testament and worshiping him are not acts of servitude it's not a slave to a master relationship they are all tools of transformation i'll say it again all our acts of worship in the new testament and all our service to god is not mere servitude like a slave would serve a master but no they are actually tools for transformation praise be to god All right so I'm going to talk about what it means to love the Lord in the New Testament
what it is to love the Lord. Because, I mean, this, this is a complex topic. And I thank God I was able to approach it this way because three days I've been thinking about how I was going to build it so that people understand it and they don't, it's not complicated, you know. And it's something you can do immediately. You drop the phone, you can actually begin what I just talked about. You can sit at Jesus' feet and worship and say, Father, I have just come to spend time with you. Remember the message three days ago? I've just come to spend time with you, to fellowship with you, to learn from your heart. Help me to understand you more and more. In Jesus' name, then you begin to pray in the spirit. And you're not, you're clearing your mind of everything. You just, a song will come, you'll sing it. And that's how you get into this flow. And once you get into this flow, every day becomes the continuation of the previous day and delight and heights and depths of delight and joys will start to unfold in your life. And you'll start to see that fragrance being diffused to everywhere you go around you, in, in, your, in your office, in, with your wife, with your husband, in your family gatherings, in, in PTA meetings, in all of those things. You will actually begin to see that aura being diffused. You have now become a host for God on the earth. Hallelujah. That's so awesome. That is so awesome. That means everywhere you go, depression will cease while you're there. Pain will be healed while you're there. Just by being there. But I'm speaking about worship now. So begin. Begin from today. To see worship a bit differently. To not just do what people have said. You know, what, what you're supposed to do to serve him. Yeah, to not to not limit your worship to a few memorized mechanical motions. To let him do it through you. Do it with you. In the New Testament, we don't dance to God. We dance with God. I will start from here next time. Hopefully, I'm not promising. The Lord might lead me elsewhere, but I really intend <clears throat> to, to um, talk about the love of God, how it's a must for you to experience it. <clears throat> All right? How, why the love of God is a must for you to experience it. it you must feel loved by God. You have to. It's a necessary environment. It's like the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's fundamental to your health, to your victory, and to your purpose upon this earth. Praise be to Jesus. And it's all within the ambience of this worship and intimacy with Jesus. I love you. Stay fit. Stay resolute. Be patient peaceful confess that God is not mad at you but that he loves you unconditionally 
Receive that grace right now as you're listening. Receive that peace right now. The peace to be, to know with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height. The love of God which passes knowledge. In the name of Jesus, I pray for you, my brothers and sisters, <clears throat> that you will come to experience this love not as a mere theory but as a concrete concrete and material evidence in your life in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ I pray amen Femi Jacobs here I love you see you again soon <laughs>